1: I really enjoyed myself fishing four full days of tournament bass fishing at Potholes Reservoir, courtesy of Russ Baker with Limit Out Performance Marine. As I've been alluding to for several weeks now, I decided to fish as an amateur in the first annual Limit Out Pro Am event that drew a field of 94 boats a great showing for its first attempt and there was a pro who was the boat owner on every boat and then there was a co-angler or amateur that fished from the back of the boat and as i've mentioned before i really wanted to take a step back this year and learn some new stuff from the pros and That's exactly what I did. I also wanted to help out my pros, and as you'll hear, I'm not sure I did that so much, but I certainly had a good time and learned a lot. My thanks to Ray Drinkwine and to Jeremy Lecare for putting up with me on their boat and allowing me to net some fish for them. Now, as a co-angler, I'll admit, I finished towards the bottom on the co-angler side in terms of weight, but again, I learned a lot that I was able to transfer over to the Big Bass Tournament that took place immediately after that. So the Pro-Am Tournament was on a Thursday and Friday. The Big Bass Tournament was on a Saturday and Sunday. And I love the format for this. Every hour, you bring in your biggest bass. And if it is the biggest bass that's weighed in for the hour, you win $550. And if you weigh in the heaviest bass the whole weekend, you get $7,500 plus the hourly winnings on top of that. I'll let you know how Rusty and I did during the Big Bass Tournament towards the end of the show. We'll also introduce you to Josh Lucas and Ryan Williams, the duo that won the Big Bass Tournament. And I can tell you that the winner of the Pro-Am event, well, the pro was none other than Luke Clawson, the former Bassmaster Classic champion who came over from back east on his days off to fish this event. There were some other really big sticks too fishing this event. Luke won a phoenix bass boat and the co-angler that came out on top was a local angler abel gomez from othello and he won a five thousand dollar check and there was lots of other money given out as well we'll talk to russ baker with limit out performance marine all about these tournaments during the show today and we'll also talk to annie like meesberg one of the co-owners of the family-run resort at Mardon Resort, because if you haven't been in a while, you've got to go. There has been so many changes in the last few years. You won't even recognize the place, and it is looking fabulous, and it is just about full of campers and RVers and people in the cabins. Just about every weekend, from spring all the way through fall, In addition to this, you'll also get to hear from Bob Loomis for an extended Max Minute, who's not talking bass, but talking about a great lure to use for trout, whether you're fishing from shore or from a boat. And as always, we've got your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. So let's get things started, as we always do, with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks from the Egg Information Network of the West.
2: It's spring and it's time to get outdoors, perhaps a stroll in the woods. But if you do so, fish and game officials remind folks to leave young animals alone as we approach the spring wildlife baby boom. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. I asked fish and game official Roger Phillips to spell out what is the best policy for being in the woods.
3: There's a, a couple of things there is, yeah, we have a lot of birds nesting this time of year. This is the baby factory time of year. Just seems like everything is having young ones. And a couple of things that people need to realize is to kind of give them their space. Of course, they're adorable. Of course, we'd all love to grab and pet one. Probably don't want to do that with some of the ones with teeth. Don't want to do it with any of them. And then the other side of this is part of nature's way is these young animals sometimes are left alone so mom can go kind of do what she needs to do and people mistake those for abandoned or lost or orphaned or whatever. That's usually not the case so please leave those animals in the wild. You're not doing them any favors by bringing them home and trying to pass them off to somebody else even though I know everybody's heart's in the right place. They're trying to do the right thing, but let's leave those animals in the
2: wild. One example that I know personally is mammals such as deer, elk, and pronghorn routinely leave their young in a secure location, moving off to feed and returning later, sometimes several hours later, to quickly feed their young and leave them
0: again. It's been popping up in orchards and vineyards all over. Any origin theories, callers?
4: Oh, hey, yeah, it's Sevia fungicide from BASF, a category leader in disease control.
0: How do you explain these healthy crops?
4: Well, longer-lasting residual. Plus, it's built for current regulatory standards and prepared for what's to come, which improves crop marketing flexibility. So,
2: a fungicide that is out of this world? I knew it. Sevia
0: Fungicide from BASF. Or is it? Always read and follow link directions. presents from the desk of an expert.
4: Hi, this is Anne in North Dakota. I've been having a heck of a time with kochia in my spring wheat, and I'm starting to see some other weeds.
0: Yes, kochia was a real problem last year due to drought. You may also be seeing other pig weeds emerging in your field, such as palmer amaranth. Thus, it's important to use a broad-spectrum herbicide.
4: I've seen water hemp, but palmer in the northern plains?
0: Unfortunately, it's an emerging threat. There's a great video on cerealexperts.com that goes into more detail.
2: Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter. Full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmans.com.
1: You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. As you know, we've been bass fishing this weekend at Potholes Reservoir in eastern Washington. And Ground Zero for all these events has been truly my happy place, Mardon Resort. And if you haven't been here, you are missing out. And we're going to tell you why in just a second with one of the one of the co-owners, Annie Gleick-Meesberg. Annie, great to have you back on the show.
5: John, thank you so much. Great to have you here.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to be here because usually I'm fishing when I'm here so or duck hunting. So this is truly, like I said, my happy place. I want to have you tell people, though, about this family-run resort that's been around for, what, 60, 65, almost 70 years now?
5: So the resort has been around um, that long, yes. My family purchased it in 1972. The reservoir was established in 1952. The resort happened right after that, a year or two, we're not sure. So we don't know the exact date this became a resort, but it was sometime after 1952.
1: So Rod Meesberg is the original founder and I, I'm afraid I don't know your grandmother's name.
5: Oh, Rod and von Meesberg and they are they were West Side people. My grandpa worked for Boeing and kind of wanted to get out of the corporate busyness of that life. and he's always been a fisherman, loved fishing. And they came over here on a trip and he fell in love with the area and the lake back in 1972 in the spring. I think it was April 1st was the actual purchase date.
1: So, I'm guessing at first, there was probably just a store and some campsites and some rustic RV sites.
5: so actually, the original building was the where the restaurant's located now. Everything was in the restaurant. They've checked people in there. There was a little it was an operating kitchen, so it was a restaurant as well. And they had a little bit of tackle and ice and bundles of firewood. so it was all right there. I think where the actual bar sits now is, where all of that happened.
1: Oh my gosh, all right. So let's talk about you growing up. Your parents, Mike and Marilyn Meeseberg took over the resort from your grandparents, and you kind of grew up here. And let's talk about, when I first started coming here in the 90s, it was a very different place than it was now. You had the, the Bunkhouse Hotel, which had been around was, since what, the 60s?
5: I believe so, yes. That was here in 1972 when my family arrived. Yes, it has been there for a long time, or it was there for a long time.
1: Well, and there was another little strip of cabins down there. I still remember had swamp coolers in them they were so old
5: (laughs) yes that was the west motel my first official job that i think i was on the payroll for when i was around 12 was i uh, i cleaned the west motel on the weekends in the summer so i was very familiar with that but it was a it served its purpose it was a great building it was right above where the swimming beach is now so people loved you know being close to the water and having the view of the lake And, yeah, it it definitely did serve its purpose.
1: Let's fast forward from there because your parents, as a matter of fact, your whole family, you and Levi and Marilyn and Mike, you came up with a really super ambitious multi-million dollar plan to modernize the resort over the years. And I remember, it must have been about 20 years ago when you first rolled this out. And I I thought, I'll be honest, there's no way you're going to be able to accomplish all this. But you've done it.
5: Yes. So... Looking down the line, there were a lot of, you know, baby boomers that were going to retire at some point. Everybody was really into RVing. A lot of RV parks all over the country are kind of dated. They're not very big. And we watched the RV industry grow these larger and larger RVs and there was no place to park them comfortably where you could have hookups. And so, yeah, my family, my brother and my mom and dad were definitely, we were kind of visionaries and we thought that we could bet on this and we thought it would work. And It really has. It's been great, and we love our RV customers. We love our camping customers. We love the family aspect of it, and we're happy to have a nice, comfortable place for them to come and spend a weekend or spend a summer
1: something else that you've added that wasn't here before and this has also been quite some time ago close to 20 years is you started putting these park cottages and i love staying at the park cottages because they all look out over the lake and you get to enjoy truly folks some of the best sunsets ever every summer it's just fantastic so those are really comfortable but you followed up the park cottages with camper cabins why don't you explain what those are
5: Yeah, so the camper cabins are kind of a step up from tent camping. They don't have restrooms in them, but they are right on the water and they do have electricity and a little barbecue and a small refrigerator. So if you don't have an RV, maybe tent camping, or if you have a small baby, you can't really tent camp, you know, in Eastern Washington in the summer when it's 105 degrees, you need some air conditioning. So it offers something to those people and they're right on the water at High Water, which is so cool, you can literally sit on your deck and take a rock and throw it in the lake and the sunsets yes we always say our sunsets rival hawaii's sunsets here it's just you can see forever here and they're beautiful and you get some really wonderful desert colors
1: but wait as they say there's more so two years ago you decide to tear down the bunkhouse motel that had been there since the 1960s and you've just built five beautiful two-bedroom cabins to take its place these are really nice, and they're open for business now.
5: Yeah, you know, we had great time with the motel. It just kind of got to be an older building, and honestly, really expensive to maintain, as most people that are in that kind of work. Older buildings can be really difficult. So we decided to take that out and then we put in five they're around 900 square foot yeah little houses that has a king bed in one bedroom two twin beds in the other bedroom full kitchen bathroom they all have the barbecue and tv and a fire pit so you can sit out and have a fire in the evening and we've been renting them now for about six weeks and people seem to really love them they are absolutely beautiful
1: in addition to all this, you've had the store for years, which sells not only your basic groceries and camping supplies, but also all sorts of fishing tackle, too. And then you've got your restaurant and bar, the Beach House. And I'll tell you what, the Beach House has really stepped it up over the last year or two. The, the food they're offering is just absolutely delicious, and there's been a great remodel, too.
5: Yeah, the Beach House is doing fantastic. We have some wonderful people in there managing that. And we're enjoying and learning how to run a restaurant, which has been fun and educational. But we have really been proud of the plates that we've been able to put out. We have good drinks. You can sit on the patio which also looks out on the reservoir. You can have dinner. You can bring your family. There's a grassy area. I have young children. Sometimes going to dinner somewhere where you have to sit at a table is a little bit of a challenge, but we all want to go out to eat a little bit. There's a grassy area that my kids can run around, and we can just relax and visit with friends. And if you want to go hear a fish story or whatever is going on in the area, you just go into the bar, and there's some locals hanging out or some weekend locals that come over, and you can always hear some good stories and what's going on with the fishing or the hunting or just camping hiking in the area
1: well and i want to mention a couple other things i come here for the fishing i come here for the hunting but there's great hiking to be had especially at the columbia national wildlife refuge wonderful wildlife watching in the area especially if you are a birder you're going to love this area and as you mentioned earlier it's very family friendly you've got the swim beach you've got the docks that guests can fish off of and the kids love to fish off of them and catch crappie and perch and you've got this brand new putt putt golf course now i understand levi designed this just on his own
5: Yeah, so if you know Levi, you might not think that he has kind of that artistic aspect, but he is actually very talented in a a lot of ways. And he worked on it probably off and on for about six to nine months, I would guess. Drew it up, laid it out, and then they executed the plan. It was over COVID, so we got it half done, had to stop because it was construction, and we were able to finish it up, and it's been a great addition. Big kids love it, little kids love it and it's really fun to golf. It is right on the water, which the pictures that you take when you're there with your family are just beautiful. And it's just something fun to do. Not everybody likes to fish. I don't know people that don't like to fish, but I hear there's some out there. (laughs) But if you have a kid that doesn't want to fish, they want to go golf, they want to go swim, we can definitely help them out with that.
1: And if you want to do real golf, you can do that just down the road, less than a mile away. So it's all waiting for you here at Mardon Resort. If you haven't been in a while, as you just heard, you've missed a lot that's happening. So make plans to come out today whether it's with the family or whether it's to go fishing or doing some of these other activities we talked about the website to go to mardonresort.com that's mardonresort.com spelled m-a-r-d-o-n resort.com but book quick they are filling up fast for the summer thanks as always annie
5: thank you john
1: Come to Oregon's Wallawa County for outdoors adventure. Hike,
2: ride, paddle, fish, or sightsee to your heart's content. And then visit one of our wonderful towns, whether it be Joseph with its beautiful bronze statues, our county seat and enterprise, or one of our charming small towns like Wallawa, Imnaha, or Troy, where you can eat, shop, and sleep before continuing your adventure the next day. Plan your visit now at WallawaCountyChamber.com. That's WallawaCountyChamber.com
0: welcome back to northwestern outdoors radio and to an extended max minute
1: brought to you by max lure it's time for another extended max minute brought to you every week by max lure with us again is bob loomis bob welcome back thank you john So, a lot of folks have been trout fishing. Now, the Lowland Lakes Trout Opener was April 22nd in Washington, but, you know, all of our western states are stocking trout like crazy. What's a lure you'd recommend if you're fishing from shore and trying to get some bites for trout?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, one of my favorites, you know, we we bought Shasta Tackle about five or six years ago, and I actually spent uh, almost a full year fishing their products and the stuff that we had brought in. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the number one trout lures that I've ever fished in my life, and I've fished a lot of different lures, is the Crip Lure. The Crip Lure is absolutely a phenomenal, phenomenal lure. It's a quarter ounce. It looks like a pair of fingernail clippers with a treble hook on it. And I'm going to tell you what, it works fantastic because of the amount of movement that you get on it it really triggers fish to bite so being a quarter ounce you can cast it from the shore you control it i know a lot of people that use it for trolling for trout but it's just absolutely phenomenal we've got like 26 different colors so you can mimic any type of of color pattern or forage base that you want but the movement is what really triggers the fish. It moves back and forth, up, down, sideways, you know, you name it. And it works tremendously well.
1: It certainly does. I've used it, and I would echo exactly what you said, especially about the movement. And, folks, it does catch trout. Here's a question for you, though. You know, Shasta Tackle, California-based company. Sure. Do they name it the Crip Lure because they're, like, with the Crips and not the Bloods? <laughs>
6: nice,
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's God. the Crip Lure, folks. Look for it at a sporting goods <laughs> store near you or online anytime at MaxLure.com. The Sling Blade is Max Lure Company's latest dodger for you to use. Lance Burrs is with us from Max Lure Company to tell you more about it. Why are you so excited about the Sling Blade? Versatility, John. You can bend
4: the Sling Blade and change it from a reactionary bite to a normal bite, and it's got so many possibilities.
1: Not only that, it comes in different sizes. You can use the Sling Blade for everything from trout and kokanee all the way to ocean-going salmon. It's the Sling Blade. Look for it at MaxLure.com.
0: Anglers are getting a raise this year with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program, and the fish are biting. Here's how it works. First, register at a pike minnow station along the Columbia or Snake River. Next, go fishing for pike minnow and bring back all of them that measure nine inches or longer. The fish are worth six, eight, or ten dollars, and the more fish you catch, the more each one is worth. Keep an eye out for tagged fish, too, because those are worth five hundred bucks. Go fishing, make money, and have fun. Find out more at pikeminnow.org.
3: A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com.
1: Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are broadcasting from Mardon Resort at Potholes Reservoir in eastern Washington. We've just concluded four straight days of tournament bass fishing and it was brought to you by russ baker the man behind limit out performance marine who just put on the first annual limit out marine pro am with 94 boats 183 anglers and the limit out marine big bass tournament which had 86 boats great events russ
7: Absolutely. We're elated to get 90-plus boats for the uh, Pro-Am event, our first annual Potholes Pro-Am event. We plan on doing these uh, from here on out. So uh, look forward to uh, some really exciting news here in the future. Got a lot of fish caught. We had two bags over 21 pounds, and we had several 19-pound bags, a lot of 18-pound bags. So in my opinion, the lake's doing very well.
1: You know, it was really interesting, the Pro-Am in particular. You had some really big sticks that were here, including Bassmaster Classic Champion Luke Clausen. And on day one, he was not in the lead. He was second place. He was behind a local Sharpie, local guide, Aaron Camp, but he made a comeback.
7: Yeah, he did. I honestly, Luke's gonna probably swap me for this one, but I expected Luke to be at least you know eighth or ninth place, top ten at least. I,
1: Luke, I hope you're not listening to the show.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> but yeah, he um, he made a comeback. He was up in second after day one, and then uh, Aaron was you know Aaron was telling me after he lost to Luke, he's like, well, you know that's a better man to lose to. So uh, great event, great turnout. We had Luke Clausen here, MLF guy, you know MLF pro, Bassmaster. Former Bassmaster Classic champion, former FLW champion. We had Billy Hines from California. Billy's, uh, Billy's fished MLF. Billy's fished Bassmaster. All the opens, one bass, et cetera, et cetera. So Billy's been on the circuit for quite a long time. So he came all the way up from California as well. So it was good to see. Some good sticks come out. Some big pros come out.
1: Oh yeah, and several sticks from Oregon. Whole bunch of good anglers from Idaho. I got to fish with one of those, Jeremy Lecair. Uh and the the prize money was good because Luke Lawson, actually whoever was going to win, they won a forty five fifty thousand dollars Phoenix bass boat. Yep,
7: almost fifty thousand dollars boat at uh, eight eighteen pro by Phoenix bass boats. About forty six forty seven thousand dollars with a one fifty pro XS Minn Kota trolling motor and a couple of Le- Lawrence electronics, and I was excited. I you know I'm still am. I'm still shaking my boots. How this thing worked. It worked out great. Everybody loved it. Work running two tournaments back to back was a little challenging.
1: We're going to make that change. <laughs> I, I think we're all tired. <laughs> I think we, All of us who participated are a little bit tired but there were some really good things about it. One of the great things about it, I fish as an amateur angler. My whole attitude was I wanted to take a step back fish with anglers that were better than me and learn some new things. And I think a lot of the people who signed up as co-anglers did exactly that. One of those co-anglers was Albert Gomez, yep. and he was the winner and he took home how much money?
7: Albert took home $5,000 for the co. We paid 20 spots, so everybody got paid a good check. 16 through 20 got their interview back for both the pro and the co, but I think second place was $3,500 and then 3,000 and so on and so forth. So these guys fared out pretty well.
1: Well, they did, but the one advantage to having the two tournaments right in a row is people like me who signed up for both tournaments, you got really dialed in for the big bass tournament, and you learned some stuff from your pro about how to succeed, so that was key for me. You know, I was fishing with my pro on the second day, and he wasn't like giving me a seminar, but I was was certainly asking questions, I was certainly watching what he was doing, was able to take that with my fishing partner, translate that to a great day of fishing on the first day. We whacked like 25 bass, caught one that was just under the cut. For weighing in, we should have been paying more attention. We actually just threw it back, never thinking a a three-and-a-half-pound bass would be enough. (laughs) But it was just a ton of fun. And why don't you explain the Big Bass Tournament, how that works?
7: So Lemon marine has been putting on the Big Bass event since 2013 on Potholes Reservoir. What we do is we have uh, eight hourly weigh-ins on Saturday and six hourly weigh-ins on Sunday. And this year we had roughly, I think, around 80 boats, 76 to 80 boats. And we paid $550 per hour for the biggest bass and then $7,500 to the winner of the biggest bass overall, which was a 6.15-pound largemouth. But the cool thing is it is a strategy. It's a poker game because the guys that are coming up at the end of each hour— Kinda of hold their cards. They don't even show their fish in the bag. And we may have five or six guys in the tank trying to trying to outsmart each other, try to show their bluff faces as far as what they actually have in the bag. And sometimes the bluff works. Sometimes a two pounder takes the hour. And somebody might say oh, I've got an eight pounder and everybody walks away from the tanks and they can put those fish back in their live well. So <laughs> if they don't cross two cones and you a line from between the two cones, once they cross the two cones they actually declare they're wearing their fish. So we watched the poker game for the last ten years and This is probably the 19th or 20th big bass event we put on everybody loves the event we look forward to having everybody. It's a team event right and you can fish one or two people out of a out of a bass boat for a team event so it's a lot of fun if we hold it every year we're going to hold it again next year probably sometime in june we haven't solidified a schedule yet but it's a lot of fun it's a great time and uh, going back to the pro-am for the am i want to add two cents to that for 300 dollars, it's the cheapest guide service you can have for two days on a body of water called Potos reservoir and as big as it is in the in the may time frame With the water up, you can learn a lot from a pro.
1: Amen to that. Amen to that. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Josh Lucas and to Ryan Williams, who won two hourly wins. They did get the big win with that 6.15 pounder, but talking about playing poker. They got a win with a 3.64-pound fish. I mean, that was that's amazing. I never would have thought that happened. But, hey, they've got good poker faces, obviously, and they took home $8,600. We're going to talk to them later in the show, by the way, so you want to stick around for that conversation. In the meantime, I want to finish up talking about something else. I think it's great you put on these tournaments, but you also own... A boat dealership, and you have locations in Pacific Washington for those in the Puget Sound region and in Spokane Valley as well for folks in eastern Washington. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the boats that you sell?
7: Lemonade Marine was established in 2010. We sell the Phoenix Bass Boat Line, our number one line. We also sell Bass Cap, but we're also a full-line rigging installation company. We sell and install Garmin, Lowrance, Hummingbird. Those are the three main, and we also do Repower, full-line Suzuki dealer, Mercury, and Yamaha. We service those motors as well. So we basically do it from stem to stern, from the bow to the transom. We do trailer work, lighting, electronics, rigging, motor installs power poles, all those types of things. So come out and see us. Spokane Valley location is 17809 East Apple Way in Spokane Valley. And our Pacific location is at four twenty one Fifth Avenue Northwest, just south of Auburn, just south of the uh, Super Mall.
1: One other thing I want to mention is uh, one of the the line of boats you sell, and that's Phoenix boats. They were obviously a major sponsor of this tournament. But I've got to tell you, you know, I've been attending and participating in tournaments off and on for about 10 years now. Used to be, saw a lot of Rangers, a lot of Skeeters. I think 60% of the boats I saw here at this tournament were Phoenix Bass Boats.
7: Yeah, we've sold quite a few of them, and we're quite proud of that accomplishment, it, and it took a, a village to do so. In 2010, humble b- beginnings, and little by little, you know, we sold one the first year, two the second year, 12 after that, and then all of a sudden we was 20 and 30 a year. So Phoenix makes a great bass boat line from the 18-footer, from the 518 all the way to the 21 PHX. And then there's uh, a new surprise on the horizon. I heard I can't say anything about it today, but let's put it this way. It's a line that's going to target another species of, of fish. So we're super excited about that. I should know about something. Uh, I should know about that product line here in about another 60 to 90 days.
1: Oh, wow. Catfish, walleye, who knows? We'll find out soon enough. In the meantime, we should mention you've got one more tournament coming up here at Mardon Resort in Potholes Reservoir. What's that one? That event's
7: an event we've been putting on since about 2014 or 15. It's called the Pothole Shootout event. We normally get about 70 to 80 teams there. It's a team tournament as well. But what we do is we actually pay big bass on Saturday and a big bass on Sunday. But the big goal is to make the top 10 cut. So we take 10 boats, 10 teams with the biggest weight. We'll actually move on to Sunday and start all over from scratch. They don't carry their weights over from Saturday. They start over from ground zero, from zero. And everybody gets paid for top 10. So that's why everybody fights to get in the top 10 event. So... We look forward to that. I believe that's
1: July 8th tonight. That sounds right. And if you want to find out more, folks, two websites to go to. Number one, limitoutmarine.com if you want to find out more about the line of boats that Russ Baker sells at his two dealerships. And if you want to participate in one of these tournaments, go to bigbastrail.com. That's com. Russ Baker, folks, he's doing a lot for the sport of tournament bass fishing right here in the Northwest. Russ, thanks for doing this, and thanks for being on Northwestern Outdoors Radio.
7: Thanks for having us, John. Really enjoyed it.
1: take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Going to get out before the sun. Rise above us. We got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat. It ain't much, but if you bear a little float... You're back in with Northwestern outdoors, outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz, and we have got the winners for you of the Big Bass Tournament put on by Limit Out Marine at Potholes Reservoir on May 6th and 7th. That would be Josh Lucas and Ryan Williams. They hail from Pierce County, Washington, and they weighed in a 6.15 pound largemouth bass on the second day of the tournament to go ahead and take home a paycheck of $8,600. Josh, Ryan, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about this. Josh, how long have you been tournament fishing? Probably about four or five years now. And Ryan? Uh, About four days. Color me jealous. I've been doing this for about 10 years. I've yet to cash a check. And here you are sharing an $8,600 check. That is fantastic. Uh, Ryan, what
4: got you into this tournament fishing? Just fishing in my parents' backyard. Just love the adrenaline rush. And I've watched Friends from a Distance for quite some time on social media, enjoying it. And they invited me out, and it's been wonderful. ton of fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and it trips my trigger, too. I've been doing it for a few years, and and I'm like you. I just love to do it. Josh, let's talk a little bit about your history of tournament bass fishing. Have you cashed checks before?
8: Yeah, never uh, first place. A couple second and third places, fourth place here and there.
1: Are you part of a bass club?
8: Yes, Puyallup Hog Hunters.
1: Uh, They've got some pretty good sticks. I know that they won the Big Bass Tournament, or a team from there won the Big Bass last year. What kind of boat do you run? I run a Bass Cat Puma STS. That is a very nice bass boat indeed. So let's talk a little bit about the fishing here. I think everyone would agree that the the day one fishing on Saturday was pretty good. Lots of fish caught, but a lot of those fish were like those two pounders, which are fun to catch, but don't help you in a big bass tournament. What was your strategy going into this? Go out and try
8: to catch a big fish. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, just go out and do what you normally do and try to find the big ones. We had a little jump on it because we fished the Pro-Am a couple days before, so we just kind of continued with what we were doing. And tried to find the bigger fish, and we uh, didn't find them yesterday. We found one that uh, snuck us in, and we were able to win an hour yesterday. So that worked out. And then today, we just stumbled upon a big one.
1: Well, and the way it works, folks, I think we've mentioned this before, is the hourly winners. They weigh every hour. And if you've got the big fish for the hour, you get $550. And that can range anywhere from the 6.15 pounder that you two brought in today to as little as just over three and a half pounds. A couple of fish that were several fish under four pounds won hourly wins. So, you know, it, it's all about being here at the right place at the right time when you do the weigh in. So what did you catch them on? Uh Hot dog flavored Sanko hot dog flavored say love it courtesy of my friend
8: ben green from ben green
1: insurance and ben green with ben green insurance very well known in bass fishing circles all over the country gotta ask was it wacky rigged or was it texas rigged wacky yeah that wacky rig is definitely a good way to go and another question you know a, a lot of us myself included catching these two pound bass really shallow were you finding the bigger bass a little bit deeper this one was shallow
8: We went to a spot where I've caught fish before, and it usually seems to be a fish there. This time, it just happened to be a six-pound fish.
1: When it comes to the spawn, and that's what the bass are doing right now, sight fishing is really important, and the sunglasses you wear are really important. So I had some really crappy ones yesterday. I couldn't see anything. My buddy could see him. I couldn't see him. Got some amber colored ones today that helped me a lot. But Ryan, you showed me a pair of sunglasses that were absolutely amazing in terms of spotting fish in the water. And I understand that came in very handy when you're fishing the Am to help your pro see some of these bass. Tell me about these sunglasses.
4: They're the Costa Reefed and amber colored sunglasses. It's, it just brightens everything up. If the sun's in the right place, you can see anything like it it just clears everything up and makes everything bright and the fish stick out so um on our pro-am tournament we had success with while while the pro was fishing the bushes i would be sight fishing right underneath our feet in the deep water looking for the bigger fish and it worked out pretty good we put three big fish in the boat
1: well, there you go. That is absolutely fantastic news, and I'm guessing you've got the bug now. And not to mention, you've got some cash too. You'll be fishing some more tournament. Yeah,
4: I'm going to continue, but I'm still an amateur. Got time?
1: Well, I'm still an amateur too. If it makes you feel better. But you know, and some of us, I, I would say, when it comes to bass fishing, we're all students for life. Oh yeah. Yes, but Josh, what's your next tournament going to be? uh Next weekend, Lake Washington ABA. And what are you going to spend your winnings on?
8: probably all gonna go to my wife i just bought a new boat so uh, i'm not allowed to spend money right now
1: that is a very wise man so i see you've got a washington state university hat on go ahead and tell me about that my son graduated last year go kooks Go Kooks indeed. So there you go, folks. Not only do we have a new Big Bass champion, but also he's a, a Wazoo Kooks fan, too. So all you Huskies, maybe next time, maybe next time. <laughs> In the meantime, folks, got to say congrats to both you, Josh, and you, Ryan. Great win. There was, you know, a lot of anglers out here, 86 boats, stiff competition. But you guys got it done. So congrats on having two hourly wins and the Big Bass of the tournament, and hope to see you both out here next year. Thank you
4: very much. And thank you.
1: This portion of the show is brought to you by Cena Sea Seafood. That is the family-run company that catches wild Alaskan seafood out of the cold ocean waters of Alaska and deliver it right to your door in meal-sized portions. As a matter of fact, they've got free overnight shipping on any order over $150. And now is the time to pre-order that world-famous Copper River salmon. Your choice of Alaska king salmon or Copper River sockeye salmon, which many consider to be the finest fillet of salmon you can find in the entire world. So, go to senasea.com today. That's the website for Senasea Seafood. That's S E N A S E A. Senasea.com and use the promo code I'm Outdoors Radio for ten percent off your entire gonna order. Love it. Gonna get Rise above us, got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat It ain't much, but if you bail it'll float I'm gonna take you fishing, honey You're gonna love it
2: Fishing
7: and fun, that's what you'll find at Mardon Resort. Come to sunny eastern Washington and bring your RV or rent a cottage, cabin, or room at our newly upgraded resort at the south end of Potholes Reservoir. Get tackle and provisions at our general store. And after
2: you're done fishing, hanging out at our swim beach, or boating for the day, enjoy dinner and a
7: drink at the beach house. Find out more at MardonResort.com. That's MardonResort.com, where the fish bite and we don't. Anglers are
0: getting a raise this year with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program, and the fish are biting. Here's how it works. First, register at a pike minnow station along the Columbia or Snake River. Next, go fishing for pike minnow and bring back all of them that measure 9 inches or longer. The fish are worth 6 8 or $10, and the more fish you catch, the more each one is worth. Keep an eye out for tagged fish, too, because those are worth 500 bucks. Go fishing, make money, and have fun. Find out more at pikeminnow.org.
1: Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com.
0: Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz.
1: Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I know a lot of you have been sending me encouragement over the last few weeks, hoping that Rusty and I will do well in this tournament. And now it's time to tell you how we did during the Big Bass Tournament. Rusty, great to have you back on the air. Uh, It's great to be here, bud. So, Rusty... I'll tell you what, after fishing with the pros, Ray Drivewine, and especially Jeremy LaCare, I got pretty dialed in on how to catch these fish and what to use to catch them and where they were found, and I think this led to probably the best day of tournament fishing you and I ever had on day one of the Big Bass Tournament.
6: Yeah, we figured out the areas, and with what you learned from those guys, I mean, we probably caught 30 fish yesterday, probably got close to 20 today. Of course, we didn't find any of the big ones,
1: but we had a great time. Oh, we definitely whacked them. And folks, Potholes Reservoir right now is full of two-pound largemouth bass. A lot of places you go, you catch those eight to 12-inch bass, maybe one pound, but it is chock full of two-pound bass. I'm hoping that that means we're going to see a lot of three-pound bass next year. But in the meantime, you know, we did catch a three-pounder. We caught one that was pushing 3.5, and that was really close to being a fish that we should have weighed in because... There was a couple of fish that just edged that out. We actually came close to cashing a check.
6: And we did. And, you know, we set up early when we were talking about this. So I said, okay, four pounds or above. But I guess we learned that maybe not.
1: Maybe not next year maybe we run in with a, a three and a half pounder or something between three and four and with any luck we cash a 550 and fifty dollar check but either way just catching all of those bass over two days the weather was nice the waters were calm for once something we usually don't see during our tournament fishing i mean it was like fishing the old days when you and i used to go to the local lake that i lived in in malaga washington and would just slay the bass it was like that all over again and we were using the same techniques
6: it was I mean it was like the you know, call on your fish okay there's there's my cast I'm going to
1: catch a fish right there and we sometimes we did it was just a ton of fun if you're wondering how we did it folks we were using Something called a Senko, which is essentially a plastic worm. It's about five inches long. doesn't have any tail or anything like that on it. And you can rig it two ways. Number one, you can rig it Texas rigged, which is essentially a weedless offering. Or you can rig it Wacky rigged. And it's called Wacky rigged because you literally hook it right in the middle. It does have a weed guard, but it's not exactly weedless. And the way it falls, you don't have to do anything as it falls. It really attracts the bass. And that was definitely the ticket.
6: That was because there was a lot of times that you'd make a cast and you just let it sit there and you just watch your line lift. And they would just pick it up as soon as it drifted in front of their face.
1: And, you know, folks, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. There's a lot of ways to catch a bass. And, you know, we did catch bass in other ways, but nothing more successful than that. I mean, you had some success casting frogs. I had some success casting a lipless crankbait. But, but far and away, 90% of our fish were all on these wacky worms.
6: Yeah, it was all just a finesse bite.
1: And if you're wondering where they were, folks, they were shallow. They were near wood, whether it be trees or woody debris or willows. And if you're planning a trip to Potholes Reservoir in May, that's where you should probably start looking for them, too. In the meantime, I don't know about you, but I can't wait for our next tournament, which I believe is going to be the Old Farts Tournament in September. I think so. It's one of our favorites. It is. And hopefully we can put some of our newfound knowledge to work and maybe, just maybe, finally cash a check. I'm hoping so. One of these days... Meantime, always fun fishing with you, Rusty. Can't wait to do it again. Oh, you too, bud. Anytime. I'm ready. And now it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And yes, it's about bass fishing. When I was coming up as a young angler, we still used Arbogast lures. Now, these classic lures had some pretty clever names. They were mainly topwater lures. And one of these three was not only a lure, but it was named after a dance that was very fashionable in the 1920s. So here's your question. Which one of the Arbogast lures was it? Was it the Coach Dog? Was it the Hula Popper? Or was it the Jitterbug? If you think you know the answer, or maybe do a little bit of old dancing yourself, You know what to do. Go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com. Shoot us an email and give us your answer there. Or go to our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Look for the post thread. If we don't have the post thread up, shoot us a message and give us your answer as to which one of Fred Arbogast's lures is not only a topwater bass plug, but also a dance. Would it be the coach dog, the hula popper, or the jitterbug? One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from Sportsman's Warehouse, which actually sells the jitterbug and quite a bit of other bass fishing gear, too. On that note, we have got to go, but I do hope you've enjoyed all the fun we had during these bass fishing tournaments over at Potholes Reservoir and highly recommend you book a vacation at Mardon Resort. You're going to absolutely love it. Congrats to the winners, and I can't wait for Rusty and I to get out again, and maybe, just maybe, cash a check one of these days. Until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors.